welcome to my podcast which is all about changing your business and money reality this is your master money coach dr gaurav dekha and you are money hello my friends how have you all been i feel it's the longest time it's not just that i feel but it's also factual it's been really the longest time since i spoke to you people since i came on this podcast and there are lots and lots of stories behind it that why i could not make it why i was not there for the last 3 weeks okay though i'm not guilty i'll tell you why okay so i guess i had mentioned in one of my last podcast episodes that uh, i will be traveling to europe with my parents so that thing happened we went to interlaken then we went to zurich then we went to paris but before we get there i have something really interesting for all of you it's it's a little scary so brace yourself um that is also very 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 interesting so um my parents were supposed to come to delhi on the 7th of um september and we were supposed to fly to interlaken via munich on the um 9th of september night okay it's 10th of september basically 1 am so on 6th of september night technically it's 7 because it's 12:30 am i get a frantic call from my mother and usually i am not um awake by then but then that night i was awake like by whatever you call it some stroke of luck or um by some sort of luck basically what else can i call it so i was awake and then what happened is uh she called up and she was so extremely frantic she was shouting screaming on the phone and i was not able to get what exactly she was saying i was not able to make sense of what she was trying to tell me and so um i was like okay fine calm down calm down tell me what exactly is happening and then she said in a very broken crying voice that my father um had gone out to the mandir because it was janmashtami that night um uh, janmashtami is supposed to be krishna's birthday and um and then he was coming back home and after coming back home he lay in bed and uh and then he started making weird strange sounds and then she got really really scared and when she turned around she saw my father's eyeballs had sort of gone up his face had turned sort of blue and uh his tongue was out he was not able to breathe his breath was completely gone so my mother just could not accept that reality in that moment and um she called me and then she said i don't know what to do and then she was screaming and shouting and i said that you have to have to calm down you really have to calm down just go and call the nearby uh, so we have these houses on rent in guwahati and then there are really loving people who are our tenants so i told her that please go and call this particular person who happens to be a very reliable tenant and uh, because i'm away i live in delhi so i usually ask them to take care of my parents so she went to that person and then i asked her to get him so that 
my father could be assisted and i told her that try you know giving him cpr and try like lifting him up and um then what i did was i had this intuition so a little bit of background before i became a money and business coach fully i was also an energy worker i was a regression therapist and i worked as a regression therapist i worked dealt with the world of energy and spirits and ancestors for a very very long time like 10 years of my career i still do i still do actually in my own practice i am uh, not just spiritual but i actually work through methods which involves energy so i sensed that my father had come under some kind of a psychic attack which is basically maybe a random stray spirit which may have just latched onto him while he was coming on the road and i had this intuition i usually have these intuitions and i get to know that what is happening with whom and that is exactly why you know even in my business coaching i use a lot of my intuition i don't use a lot of logic i don't use a lot of methods and structures i use a lot of intuition so i had this intuition that something of this nature had happened so i i told my mother to make him somehow sit and here there is a method called surrogate entity removal and i was communicating with the energy which was actually attacking him so what i did was i sat down i established remote contact with i know this sounds really spooky <laughs> i established remote contact with um the entity and i spoke to it and i kept on commanding it at the same time communicating it with with love to leave my father's body and after some time what happened after like half an hour 45 minutes my father began to slowly slowly breathe coming back to normal and by the time these people had rushed him to the hospital so uh at the hospital the doctor said that there is nothing wrong with him because all the vitals seem to be normal like all the vitals were normal so that was another proof that there was nothing physiologically wrong with him that something different was out there right something more intangible or more energetic was there so they brought him back and then i asked asked them that see it's 2 am at night 232 am would you all be able to travel the next day because you are supposed to come to delhi by the 10 am flight and once again my father spoke to me and he said that yes you know he can travel and he would really want to come down so i let him do that because i knew that the moment that they are in delhi i have i i i have more control basically i had more control of the situation so even though it was difficult for them i told them that please come down to delhi so they did come down to delhi and everything was normal we went and picked them up so that happened and once they were here i thought once that should i take them to the doctor or should i like speak to the speak to the doctor once so that i can take them and basically see if there is anything that i need to be worried about and then my partner suraj who happens to be a doctor himself you know he was doing the um vital checkups and then we figured that there is actually nothing wrong i mean everything is fine even in guwahati people said that it could be a stroke but it didn't turn out to be a stroke it was something so bizarre right and then i asked myself that you know um 
if I was panicking in this situation, if I had given into my mother's nervous system and absorbed what she was going through, I wouldn't have been able to have control of the situation in the sense that, of course, not everything can be controlled, but how I react and respond to circumstances is something that I can control. And this was like the final test where I had to like put my feet on the ground and ask myself, how would I like to think and how would I like to feel? Because those are questions that are going to you know, set forth the next series of actions that I would take instead of panicking, being in anxiety, going frantic. I think I, we would have just had to cancel the Europe trip, but I didn't budge. I told myself this is a circumstance and I'm dealing with it and I'm going to figure this out. And I use this sentence, this analogy all the time in my business, that anything, something happens, which is not very favorable, sometimes catastrophic, that is still a circumstance and it's still figure out able, right? This is, which is why I'm, I'm sharing this incident with you almost after a month. I could not talk about it in the beginning. I only shared it with my ATEPS um, family members, you know, like ATEPS fam, right? Because I really wanted to them to know that what had happened, because right on the day when I was supposed to travel to Europe, I was doing a coaching call. It was Saturday. So by the time everything was fine, and um, you know, all all throughout the journey, I had this thought that I will have to take care of my parents. In fact, um, you know, even when I went to the flight, I mean, when we were when we were on the flight, even in that moment, I was like, okay, I have to help my parents communicate. I have to. Um, uh, see their menus, whatever food they want to have. And then I was wanting to speak to the flight attendant and telling her that this is what this is what needs to be done, basically, right? This is what they would uh, really like to eat. And it was so nice that we had these flight attendants, one, one of them who was so uh, enormously kind. And she was like, you don't worry about it at all. I will just take care of it. So I started doing a lot of um, DTD, deliberate thought building on the flight. And one of the most uh, beautiful uh, deliberate thought that came to me was there is always help around and everything's been designed to make it easier and simpler for me. So, and that is true because um, when we went um, to take the flight, we had a private concierge uh, who helped us from the moment we you know were at the departure gate to the moment where we were taking the flight through the immigration in fact there was a glitch where the immigration office officer stamped one of the wrong boarding passes of my mother the, the boarding pass which was supposed to be from munich to um, zurich and then we, we discovered it later and then this concierge he went out of his way went back to the immigration officer and changed that boarding pass by himself without saying anything. And then he was present all along, even in the lounge, even when he needed anything. Then on the flight, we had this, as I said, this beautiful flight attendant who said, please don't worry about it. We would just take care of everything. And then she poured some wine to my father. And then, you know, she she did a thumbs up and did a, did a wink, like you can do it, you can drink it, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. So it was so amazing. And uh, even when we were in Zurich, I remember when we were going to the highest point uh, in Interlaken, in Schilthorn, 
the ticket guy went out of his way like he came out of his counter and showed us the platform that we were supposed to take so that we don't take the wrong platform and he said that a lot of people take take a instead of platform b and i want to make sure that you are in platform b because from that's where the train leaves from and we were astounded like some ticket guy who is just supposed to distribute tickets comes out of the counter and you know walks along with us through the hill to show us that the to make sure that we reach platform b and we don't take the train from platform a then what else was there what else yeah so it was so amazing to notice that everywhere we reached we had the we had the swiss bus so we could just hop into any vehicle any train um, any bus we wanted and every time we reached any destination whether it's a train station or a bus station um our bus or train was just five minutes away from departure it was always waiting there we never had to wait at any of the points so that was number four. Yeah, number five was we also had an upgrade when we were taking the train from Zurich to Interlaken. And the ticket officer comes and then he says, oh, but then you are supposed to be second class from the ticket. And then we, then I was like, okay, can we just upgrade it? Because we don't want to move with all our luggages to the, to the first class. I mean, it's going to take a lot. And these are my parents. And they won't be able to walk so much, maybe, you know, through the train while the train is running. And then I said, don't worry about it, just sit here. And that's it. <laughs> it was a it was an upgrade to first class. So uh and, and lastly, even for Suraj's birthday, my partner's birthday, uh Interlaken closes really early at um at night. You know, it's like 9:30 close. And then we were so confused that should we celebrate his birthday on India timing at 12 or should we should we celebrate his birthday on Swiss timing because then there's a difference of like four and a half hours, right? So then what happened is that I was like, okay, fine, we are done with dinner. I would really, really want to have a cake and cut it with a candle. And then we began to wonder because all shops were getting closed. Uh, we had just come come back from a hill trip, from a mountain trip. And um, and then my heart said that if we take this turn, it's a random turn on the road. If we take this turn, then we will find a cake shop. So, and we took that turn. I, I told Suresh that, listen, let's take this turn. And then he said, it's already night. It's like 10.30. You won't find a place. And I said, no, no, let's take this turn. And then we took that turn. And there was a beautiful desert place. And then we asked that, can we like come in? And then they said that we are closed, but we are open for desserts. And I was like, we are only looking for dessert. And then he said, yes, yes, please come in. And then I said that this guy, has, <laughs> it's his birthday. So can we also have some candles with the dessert? And then he got us like this beautiful, amazing tiramisu um, with candles. And then we celebrated his birthday over tiramisu. So all of this happened. It was so amazing. Simply because I was ready to believe that it gets to be easy. And that actually brings us to the title of today's episode. The name of today's episode. That it, why the brain believes it can't be simple. I'll get there. But then from the very beginning, I was willing to believe that it can be simple and it can be easy. Things are always happening in a way where I get to experience ease. And 
the brain keeps on telling you that no, it can't be that easy, it can't be that simple. So the title of today's episode is Why the Brain Believes It Can't Be Simple. And does this month, September, was a strange one. Because this month, I wasn't able to do anything. We were firstly taking care of our parents, then we were moving around in Europe. I haven't been able to record podcast episode. I haven't written any marketing emails. I haven't, I've made a few Instagram posts, but they weren't with the kind of focus that I usually do. Basically, I wasn't 100% invested in them because my energies were required in so many different places. Like my brain was going all over. And while one part of my brain kept telling me, Gaurav, this month will not be very good. I mean, you haven't recorded podcasts, you haven't put out content, you haven't written emails. I mean, your brain does give you shit like that, right? So it's always going to give you shit like that. You feel that people are not seeing you or somehow because you are on a holiday or you are far away from your place of work, you aren't focused on your business. There is this nagging feeling that people are not buying. And your brain will try to convince you that for people to buy from you, you need to be present in your business place. You need to be 24-7 on their face. You need to be constantly doing something that convinces you that you are there, that you are involved, engaged, and you are with your business. That is somehow going to make the money. And that is so not true, right? So I've been running this mini mastermind called the 25L mini mastermind. And I have spoken about it in my previous episodes as well. So the simple idea behind this mastermind is people will make rupees 25 lakhs by the end of the mastermind, which is December. And we have 12 people inside it. Initially, we thought we would do 10 people only, but it became full even before the last day of payment, which was 20th of September. Now, listen to this. When I was selling the mastermind, my brain gave me stuff like, okay, so you will have to come up with a sales pitch. And then you will have to create a waitlist. And then you will have to keep sending them mails and wait for them to click on the link to buy. So let's pull up Mondays to send them these emails. And let's prepare the content for the next two months so that they warm up and um, visit the webpage and read up and then sign up. And then, and then the brain gives you all this bullshit because that's what you see on social media or that's what you see other coaches and other people doing. We believe that there is a complex set of structures to make things happen just because it's supposed to be a high ticket program. So the investment is five lakhs to enter the mastermind. And I mean, I don't even believe that there is something called high ticket because it's always relative, right? So just because it's five lakhs, the investment, my brain was giving me stuff like I'd have to pull some special shit and that will probably require a lot of work. And what I instead did was, I simply came up with a WhatsApp group. I just went to the Eight of Facebook group and I told my people, hey, if you're interested, just get inside the WhatsApp group. And even though the mastermind begins on the 3rd of October, which is basically today, <laughs> let's just get coached in August and September and start making the money. So I didn't focus on the complexity of the onboarding process of signing up. I simply focused on giving value and asking who's up for it. And believe you me, our mastermind hasn't begun. It's going to begin today, 3rd of October. And here are, you know, four of the many, many testimonials. Four of them I'm going to read out to you. Okay. So give me a moment to find. Yes. 
So the first one, um, Purva says, for me, this August and September had been great. I made for the first time from my healing and coaching business, 3.9 lakhs. I'm so grateful to Gaurav and I trust you so much. That was number one. So number two is, yeah, Sneha says, so she has written actually a long post in HX about how she signed up a client uh, for one single day uh, for an entire day of healing and coaching and charged two and a half lakh. And in a short one, short message, she writes in the mastermind group that, hey, everyone, I signed up one client for one single day at 2.5 lakh. Thank you, Gaurav, sir. Then, yeah, let me find. Yeah, so Suniti says in one of her testimonials that... Yeah, she says, I found the testimonial. <laughs> guys, I just closed my, so she says, guys, just, guys, I just closed my first five lakh for six months client, paid in full. I have made and earned back my investment of five lakhs of the mastermind within two days of paying. Thank you, Gaurav. Thank you all for uplifting me and I thank the universe. So this was right after she made the payment for the mastermind. So she made the payment for the mastermind on a certain day and uh, right after right after two days, she made those five five lakhs back. So isn't that incredible? Then, yeah, Alankwita says, I spent so so much, almost one and a half lakh in the last ten days uh, while I was traveling. Then after coming back, I paid the full amount of the mini mastermind and signed up a client at two and a half lakh immediately the next day. I mean, what? If this isn't isn't magic, then I don't know what is. That's what she writes. So how did all of these happen? What exactly happened, right? My brain was trying to give me shit like, you know, there needs to be a process, something like a funnel, something like a step-by-step -step thing for people to sign up with me. And you can see that the mastermind hasn't started and people already made the money they have started making the money and i have absolutely no doubt that they will go ahead and just make it and if i lakh with ease and mind you i myself have made 60 lakhs from these 12 people five into 12 is 60 without even having a sales page through a whatsapp group which is worth three crores why because it is through this 12 group 12 people will make 25 lakhs and that's a total of three crores can you imagine a WhatsApp group worth three crores. So the point that I wanted to arrive at was it gets to be simple and most importantly, it gets to be easy. And your brain will try to convince you based on everything you see on the internet and you think this is the way to do it. Like if I do a webinar, I'm going to get people. If I float a lead magnet, I'm going to get people. If I run an email sequence, I'm going to get people. Or let's say here is a secret formula by which you can close high ticket clients something that you get to see on Instagram every single day, right? Or most common is if I run ads, I will get people wanting to pay me that kind of money, which I'm sorry is an utter lie because it doesn't need to be that way. I'll tell you something, after whatever happened to Papa and we got him here in Delhi and initially we decided if we should take him to the doctor and then finally we were like, okay, fine, he's feeling better. So let's just go with it. So handling them all through Europe was a bit of task. Even though we enjoyed all that happened was at the back of our minds. 
what whatever had happened. So I and my partner were constantly taking care of our parents. And how I was running the WhatsApp group, the mastermind was by sending voice notes. So whatever I could write, I wrote. Whatever I um, couldn't, I didn't. So I didn't obsess over perfection or the fact that, oh, I'm not able to write. I'm not able to push emails or podcasts. I didn't blame myself for not recording them beforehand or not sort of automating the emails beforehand. And yet, and yet money was hitting my bank account. Even when we came to Delhi, we just rested for one day and then we had to shift our house. Mom and dad, exhaustion from the travel and shifting all the stuff to the new house and setting up everything. I didn't even have a proper space from where I could write post content to take a phone call or even do a consultation or write an email. And I used none of that to convince myself that it's difficult to make money and sign up people in such circumstances. Or even the fact that I need a certain setup or a certain structure of the day and I need my table and chair or access to a, to a life that is stable in order for me to make the money. So I focused on these three things only. And they are, number one, it's my business. I get to decide how easy or difficult it is for me to handle. I get to decide, right? Number two, I don't have to obsess over creating stuff so that people buy. I just want to believe that people are already deciding to buy and I don't have to make it happen. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Like I don't have to do anything to make it happen. It's, it's happening, right? I don't have to obsess. Number three, I gave value like anything. Like how I worked through WhatsApp. That was my singular focus, to keep giving them value through the WhatsApp group so that they can just go ahead, use it and make the money, right? Like there was this example that I gave in the last ATAPS call about cupcakes. If you're standing on the road and if you're distributing cupcakes, there are some people who are going to, a lot of people actually going to come and take those cupcakes. And some people will just run through, pass through, they will not pay attention or they might be a bit skeptical about, oh my God, should I have these cupcakes? What if they contain something that I don't want? All of that. But a lot of people are going to come for free cupcakes. And some of them, some of those people who have eaten those cupcakes are going to come back and say, hey, I really love them. Like, can I have more of them? Right? And then you say that, well, I have a store and you can have six cupcake, cupcakes worth so-and-so amount of money, you know? So that's what it's like giving value. So when you keep giving out value, people are going to just come back because they will benefit from it, right? People are just going to buy from you because they're, they're going to benefit from it. So you don't need to need all those complicated stuff to make things happen for you in your business. You simply have to offer value enough for people to notice it, appreciate it, and just come back to buy more, right? And despite me not having access to my work table for a single day this month, despite not being able to write a single marketing email or publish a podcast episode, like literally on my toes the whole of September, I crossed 100K US dollars, right? And this is proof. This is proof that we don't need whatever we think we do to make our business um, working, right? Like we, we think that, okay, we need like a complex set of things to make our business working. But it doesn't have to be complex. It can be easy. And you have to go out in the world with the thought that it gets, gets to be easy. It gets to be simple. 
that people are buying and will buy without any fancy as a mechanism or content or funnel or whatever. You simply have to focus on offering them value. And even that doesn't need to be perfect. In fact, I remember sending people voice notes while walking through Interlaken from the train station, from the empty house that we were vacating, clearing up stuff from the airport. I just allowed myself to have fun. And I really, really believed it in my bones that people who love me and people who care enough to work with me are not focused on the cosmetics of my delivery or say the technology or any form of perfection. They are just focused on anything I offer because everything I offer in any form is valuable for them and they enjoy it. That was my belief. And contrarily, at the same time, even when I don't push out stuff, don't write and don't publish a podcast or don't send a voice note or don't post, they are already sold out and their decisions are already made to buy from me and to work with me, right? So my business is not a result of some kind of toxic productivity or some kind of complex series of steps that can only be accomplished from an office or having a certain level or comfort or even a congenial environment. My business is a result of my brain. And my brain travels with me in my body. So I can literally keep creating from that space as long as I am willing to believe and can coach my brain that it doesn't need to be complicated. This is my fucking business. I get to decide the level of ease. And so can you. And so can you. All right, my loves. This was a lot of story moving, I would say. And I'm going to take your leave now. But before I go, I want to remind you that October is the month when ATIPS is priced at 2.75 lakhs. From 1st of November, ATIPS price is going to go up to 2.9 lakhs. And from 1st of January 2024, it's going to become 5 lakhs. So make sure if you're planning to join ATIPS, if you're already thinking of getting inside and making that money, don't delay. Get inside ATIPS this October itself. Today itself, I would say. Okay? And I'm going to see you soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are willing to change your business and money reality, head to my free coaching community on Facebook called You Are Money. Link is in the show notes. And do not forget to leave a review on Spotify.com or Apple Podcast. Thank you so much.